two KG Sports Minds have created a podcast to answer one very important question. What's the spread? Now, here are your boys, Brad Thomas and Miles Markowitz. Conference Championship Week is finally here. We are one step closer to the college football playoff selection. We are one step closer to crowning the Alabama Crimson Tide as your 2018-2019 national champions. Well, it's looking that way. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the games from last week. We agreed on all, all of them. Uh, and even 2-2 two and two in college and 2-2 two and two in the NFL. Surprise. All right, uh, Michigan-Ohio State, so happy that you went on the Ohio State train with me. Plus four and a half, we win the game. What, what was the score? The score was 62-39. to 39. Oh, my God. An ass whipping. I thought Michigan knew how to play defense. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. What a good call. Uh, great game on Friday night there, Oklahoma-West Virginia. It was a pick and you and I both picked Oklahoma. They get the win, 59-56. Booyah, Yahtzee. Got to give it to Will Greer for uh, really showing up for that game. Yeah, and he the hung whole, in there. The, the, the whole Mountaineer program, I mean, the crowd was great. Uh, they were in it the whole time. So. It really, and when you watch Oklahoma play, it's really who has the ball last. Yeah, for sure. Uh, great offense there. Kyler Murray is a beast. Washington, Washington State. Disclaimer here. Washington State, three and a half point favorites. The snow took them out of the game. Absolutely. They were playing in a blizzard. Yes, and they were throwing, throwing the ball 60 times a game. Yes. Minshew couldn't see his receivers. I'm, so it automatically went in favor of Washington, yes, who plays absolutely. defense first, ground and pound, uh, pro style. Yep. And they win the game 28 to 15. So we'll take a loss there. And then finally, we had Utah State, Boise State. Utah State, three point favorites. They win the game 33 to 24. You and I both had the Aggies in that one. The Aggies took the early lead 7 0, but uh, they just could not keep up with Boise State. Boise State's been hot. Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day come through with a big win, 31-23. They cover the spread by half a point. Made point it sketchy at the end, too. Very. Uh, Seahawks-Panthers. The Seahawks, man, they're still hanging around in, in this in this NFC race. They were three-and-a-half-point dogs. They win the game 30-27. to You and I both had Carolina there. Next one, Miles Steelers. Broncos. Ben Roethlisberger throwing the most ugly interception in the red zone, trying to force it into A-B. They lose the game. While being a five and a half point favorite, seventeen to twenty four. That was disappointing. That was trash. Last game here, New York Giants blowing the game, but not blowing the cover against the Philadelphia Eagles, where they found themselves as a six and a half point dog. They lost twenty two to twenty five. That was an easy cover. Like easy the whole cover. game, I was comfortable the entire game. Yeah, which barely happened to the NFL. I was like, "Well, this is great." <laughs> I was sitting, I was sitting celebrating my birthday at the bar. <laughs> like, I'm gonna win some money today. All right, well, we got four uh, championship games that we're going to deep dive into here, and then we're actually going to do something a little different. We're going to pick all the games after that. Uh, go ahead and uh, start it off for us, Brad. This is the game that I'm most excited for, the game that I'm ex- excited to watch, the game I'm excited to party at my parents' house, but I'm super angry that the game is not at night. It is uh, the number four Georgia Bulldogs versus the number one Alabama Crimson Tide. 13.5 favorite for Alabama here, Miles. This is an interesting matchup here. We have two really good defenses against each other versus two good offenses. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. These two teams always play each other tough. I'm going to take Georgia, as much as it pains me, 13 and a half. All right, so Georgia does seem to match Alabama in every defensive category at being as they're both in the top 20 in these categories. Yes. Jake Fromm is also coming on strong here at the end of the season. DeAndre Swift and Elijah Holyfield for the Bulldogs really providing a lot of spark in that backfield. I'm a little surprised. I didn't know you were going to agree with me here, but I'm also going Georgia plus 13 and a half. 
I'm going to give you my biggest reason. I think you'll agree with me here. Yes. I find it hard to believe that in the SEC, Alabama will not be challenged one time. They have to be challenged one time, and this is going to be it. Could you imagine? I think 13 half points is too many points. I think Georgia is the real deal. Outside of their loss to LSU, and I know that you can say that a lot about a lot of seasons, but bad loss to LSU, they have dominated every single one of their opponents. So All of them. You think, just like Alabama. You think Georgia's going to win this game? No. Oh, okay. Absolutely not. I think Alabama wins the game. I think there's no way they lose, but I think it's going to be a 10-point game. Yes. You know what's kind of crazy? This over is set ridiculously high, 63 points. Six out of the last seven games, Alabama and Georgia have played. The over has hit. I think this will be the first time in a very long time where the over does not hit. I think it'll be a 28-21 to 21 victory by somebody. Good thing Isaiah Bugs got hurt early last game. He is one of the sack leaders in the SEC at 9.5 sacks this season. He is going to play. And the man-child, Terrell Lewis, will be taking his first snaps of the season after practicing all week. Georgia, look out because he is a freak of nature. So we're on the same page here. Georgia plus 13 and a half, but Bama wins the game. Sorry, I'm a Bama fan, but you got to be realistic when it comes to winning money. All right, uh, yet again, in back-to-back years, we have another conference championship in our backyard. Love seeing that. Orlando, Florida is going to host the American Athletic Conference title game. It's the Memphis Tigers and the UCF Knights, three-point favorites at home without our boy. We have the number six offense and the number seven offense playing against each other, and one has a lot better defense than the other, but the real factor in this is that high-powered number six offense is missing probably one of the best quarterbacks in the country, and that's McKenzie Milton. There is no way that I'm going to go against Brady White and Memphis in this game due to the fact I don't think UCF will score enough points. Miles, let's take a look at Darrell Mack Jr. That's UCF's backup quarterback, uh, Milton's replacement. Versus ECU, 69 yards, throwing 120 rushing. Versus uh, USF, 81 yards, 51 yards. I think they're going to stack the box and make make uh, Mack throw the ball. And I, I just think that, look what happened. Look what they did to Houston. They played against a backup quarterback in Houston, and they throttled them 52-31. to And Houston has a way better defense than UCF. Even though they're a little banged up, I think their defense is a lot better. It's hard to imagine that this is, you know, is going to be the week that UCF goes down. This is the week that the win streak snaps. And I don't necessarily know if they're going to lose the game, but I'm not going to bet against Memphis plus three because I don't think there's any way in hell that UCF wins by more than three points. No. Even if they do win the game. It's going to be a squeaker. Absolutely. Mac, okay. Last week when Matt came into the game at quarterback for UCF, the game was in control. I, I know that it was only a 7-0 on that drive, but what, what UCF fans need to understand is USF had no chance in that game. USF was from the beginning. started the game with their backup quarterback. Right. Backup quarterback played terrible and went to their third-string quarterback. So I never had any doubt that UCF was going to lose that game. M- me either. This is a completely different story. A hot team coming in, too. And it was, it was already going to be a tall order with Milton at quarterback. Yes. I don't think I've ever, ever seen a team beat another team four times in two years. Four times in two years? You have to do that? So I handed, I handed it to UCF here. This is a tall task in front of them. They're at home. I'm a little surprised that they're favored. I think the winning streak is the only reason Well, it opened, it opened at uh, seven and a half. So the line opened at seven and a half, and I think it's the winning streak. Miles, I, I do want to say UCF has some defensive standouts. Richie Grant here, he's what, 13th in the nation in interceptions, top 15 in solo tackles. Look for him to give 
Brady White some kind of challenge. But in a game where UCF would have to score 35-plus points to win, I don't think they're going to get there. And I think Memphis can also have the ability that if they do go up by a couple of scores, their run game can, can now control the clock. Yeah, just Hen- Hen- Henderson give the ball every play. The Memphis defense is vulnerable, but I don't think that Mac has the ability to convert important third down plays, especially when he has to throw the ball. Yes. And it worries me. Yes, it worries me too. I- I'm not a chance I put my money on, UC- on Mac. It's not on UCF because I'm a knight myself, but I just got to be smart about it this, man. You just- <laughs> Look at last year with Milton. Exactly. Double Look at earlier in the season. Early in the season, it was a one-point win. God. All right, we're both in agreement there. What's uh, what's our next game? We got a next game. We got a rematch. The Big Twelve Championship. Number fourteen Texas is an eight-point dog versus number five Oklahoma. Miles. Oh, everything in the book is telling you to take Texas. Texas is six and zero in their against the spread in their last six games versus Oklahoma. Tom Herman, as an underdog. Is thirteen and two against the spread. I do not care. You're gonna tell me when Elliger played Kansas, he threw for 152 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. You think that's gonna keep up with Oklahoma in a championship game? Texas was looking ahead in that game. I Let's be real. think Oklahoma wins by double digits. Give me Oklahoma minus eight, and I will probably be the only person in this world who takes this. Well, we talked about Texas Oklahoma earlier in the year when it was uh, the original Red River Showdown. Yes. And my notes haven't changed from that original game, seeing as how it, it was It was actually the same exact line. It was Oklahoma minus eight on a neutral field. It's on a neutral field again. I will say the Oklahoma offense looks... Trey Sermons looks really good. Even better than they Brown did Brown looks good. CeeDee Lamb. their defense is awful. Their defense has given up over 130 points in this month alone. I think Texas can keep up with them. I think Elgar can keep up with them. I think Herman can put together a game plan to keep pacing this game. I'm taking the eight points. I'm taking Texas. Fun fact, and out of the last 12 games that Oklahoma has played, the over has hit in 11 of them. The over is set at 79.5. What are your thoughts? I would never be afraid to take the over with Oklahoma. So if I'm looking for a game to take the over on with this Sooner team and how many points they give up, take I it. I think the under is the play. Everyone, you hear that live now. I just That's just me personally. I mean, 79.5, I mean, they, they hit it earlier in the season, 48-45. Yeah, so that was almost 100 points. Could you imagine if Oklahoma gets beat again? Well, here's the other thing. As chaos. an Ohio State fan, my only hope is that Oklahoma gets beat. Chaos. Absolute chaos. I think they can do it. I do. I think Oklahoma's vulnerable. That'd be amazing. All right. So the last game we got is the game that you are most excited for, the Big Ten Championship. We have number 21 Northwestern versus number six. Hopefully, in Miles' case, playoff-bound Ohio State. You don't want to play. Laying right four. <laughs> Stop it. You do not want to play us right now. Here we go. What, what are you going to say? Dwayne Hass is just so on fire. If you on think, fire? If you think your DBs are bad. You see how, did you see how much his draft stock went up? He's the number two overall quarterback on Kuiper's big board. If you think your DBs He's are. He's five touchdowns a game. If you think your DBs are bad against every quarterback that you've played bad. in the Big Ten. We tore up Shea Patterson. Did you, did you not watch the game when Sheffield just kept getting beat oh every play? Oh, my gosh. It's because they called pass interference six times, Brad. Yo, that's what happens when you pass interfere somebody. And I was rooting for you guys. He's bad. Anyways, I digress. I am going. It's a shame because we're not going to get the opportunity. The Ohio to State the Buckeyes at minus 14 and a half. In the last six games that Northwestern played against Ohio State, they are one and five against the spread. I think you I think you said it best. Dwayne's Haskin is on fire. 62 to 39 is the reason why I'm taking them minus 14 and a half. They know that they've got to have an impressive game out there. Why not just beat them by 30? 
Well, here's the thing. This is a this is a similar spread to what Bama's facing, but this is a joke. Bama is facing a legitimate playoff contender. Yes. Ohio State is playing a Northwestern team that lost to Akron. I hand it off to Pat Fitzgerald and that Northwestern program. I didn't know if in my entire lifetime I was going to see Northwestern go to Indianapolis. But here we are with the number 108 scoring offense in the country <laughs> coming in to play Ohio State that just blew the doors off Michigan. Ohio State Ohio is State. better in every offensive category than Northwestern. I think Ohio State puts up at least 50 points. They're, Urban's going to run up the score. Point favorites. I think Urban's coming in here ready to, to, to make a statement. I don't think it's going to be good enough. I think no matter how, what happens in the Big 12 game, as long as Oklahoma wins, they're in. And we deserve it because you can't lose to Purdue by 29. Oklahoma's put together the better season. You know, I, I don't know I'm going to get a little off track here. A, lo- a lot of people are arguing, is it Oklahoma or is it Ohio State? I don't think there's an argument right now. I think Oklahoma has done everything that they have been asked to do to be a playoff contender. They only have one loss. Don't talk to me about their defense. They're winning football games. And it, 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 make, it drives me crazy because Ohio State did this to themselves. Yeah. Beating Michigan and being in Columbus for that game, that's the season for me. I mean, we ruined their playoff chances. Embarrassed yep. Jim Harbaugh. Bad. They were favorites. They guaranteed a win. And we kicked their asses. Yes. Now we got a chance to play for back-to-back Big Ten championships. I'll take it, and I'll leave. Now, if Oklahoma loses in the Big 12 title game, I think Ohio State deserves the chance. Yes. But I don't think there's a comparison right now. Cool. But in this game, I'll take Ohio State. With that being said, we both agree on that. Miles, let's move over to the bonus games. This is a game that should be the – oh, my God, I'm not going to say it. This game, to me, should be the funnest to watch because I've been thrilled with this Buffalo offense. It's the MAC championship game. We have Northern Illinois versus Buffalo minus four. Buffalo line is has moved to three and a half as of earlier today. I took it last night at four, but I bought a half a point to make it three and a half. I'm going Buffalo minus four. Taking Buffalo. The next game here, this line has moved as well, and it's moved an entire point to five. We have number 17, Utah, in the Pac-12 championship versus number 11, Washington. Washington's laying six points. I'm going Washington. Washington's defense uh, covers the spread here, minus six. Washington's been covering a lot. Sun Belt Championship, we have Louisiana at App State. App State's 16 and a half point favorite. I'm going with Louisiana solely fact because it's a 16 and a half point spread in a championship game. It is a large spread, but App State's been one of the most impressive programs in, in the country over the past three years. I, I'll take App State to win by 17. Cool. Uh, the Conference USA Championship, UAB. <sighs> what a great story. First, Middle Tennessee, Middle Tennessee UABs came into the game. Came into the finish line stumbling, so they are a one-and-a-half-point underdog. I think they turn around and win this championship as the underdog. I'm going with one of the best stories in college football this year, the UAB Blazers plus one-and-a-half. Absolutely. This one is a great one here, Mountain West Conference Championship. Number 25, Fresno State, who is touted as one of the better teams in the country until they stumbled as of late, versus the red-hot number 22, Boise State Broncos. At minus three, I'm going with Boise State. I'm not going to bet against Boise State at home two weeks in a row, so I'm going Boise State minus three. The last one is the jokiest, the jokiest of jokes. What's this team? It's, it's an undefeated team versus seven and five team ACC championship. Number two, Clemson minus twenty eight at unranked Pitt. Pitt is a twenty eight point dog. Clemson wins the game fifty nine to ten. Do I have to pick a winner? No, you don't have to put the winner, but I'm, I'm saying not only will they cover the 28, they're going to win by 49. I think the fact that Pittsburgh is, has the ability to run the ball, even though this is going to be a hard t- task to follow, and the line opened at 21.5 points, I will take Pittsburgh plus 28, and the over is going to hit. That was fun. Yeah. 
Let's go ahead and move over to the NFL. Okay, in the NFL, we have the Los Angeles Chargers at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers getting three points. I mean, the Chargers getting three points here, Miles. This was a tough one for me. Uh, I went back and forth here. But there's just one trend that stuck out me stuck out to me really well, um, really, really big. Actually, I'd say two trends. Um, the Chargers are 2-9 and nine in their last 11 versus Pittsburgh. And the Steelers are 11-4 against the spread in their last 15 against the Chargers. Okay, so this is the Sunday night game. <clears throat> and to me, Pittsburgh is very similar uh, with New England uh, in primetime games. They're 14-1 and one straight up in their last 15 uh, home games at night. So I think that the Chargers are still one of the best teams in the AFC. I think they're going to prove it in this game. It's going to be very well fought, but I've got Pittsburgh minus three. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot easier than people think. This next game is a lot a lot easier than I think. We have the Minnesota Vikings at the New England Patriots. Patriots laying five and a half points. Miles, give me the home team here in a seven-point victory. They struggled on the road against the uh, the Jets, but Tom Brady and his squad found a way to cover for us last week. Yeah, the Patriots have been struggling on the road. There's no doubt, but again, they're 10-2 and two against the spread. Their last 12 games at home, five-and-a-half-point spread here. Taking the pass. And the Vikings are awful, 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 awful on the road. And their defense, their defense is giving up 22.36 points per game. They're getting annihilated. Rex Burkhead back for the Patriots. Just throwing that fun fact in here. Miles, the next game that we have. Hardest game for me to analyze. Same here. Los Angeles Rams minus 10 at the Detroit Lions. I went back and forth because at times Detroit has been really tough, especially at home. But... And the Rams' defense has shown to be vulnerable. You know, what was really troubling for me to pick a winner in this is because Detroit has been so good at home, but it doesn't matter. Home or away, Chase Daniels looked like a stud against this Lions team. And then when you have a quarterback who has proven time and time again that he is more than okay with throwing pick sixes, it scares me that that a a dog is going to cover. But with that being said, the Rams are god-awful against the spread. 1-5-2 and two in their last eight. And the only problem is because most of those spreads are double digits. So give me the home team here. I'm getting 10 points. I don't doubt that the Rams are going to win this game. I'm going to ride the Rams minus 10. Uh, but I can't really disagree with you there because I think that out of all the games that we've talked about here, uh, you know, Detroit would be a good bet to cover. Anytime you give Matt Stafford 10 points to cover at home, yeah. it's going to be a pretty good bet. Big, but I'm going to go with the Rams. Big game here for Patricia. Um, how does he want to end the season? A few games here left. You cannot stumble into the offseason with a high draft pick. Not as a rookie coach because it's even more challenging to to come into the fold next year and be in the conversation. So you're also starting on a down in the 2019 season. The last game we have here, the Indianapolis Colts laying five points at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Cody Kessler getting the start. You better believe my money's on the Colts. Am I missing something? Because I this line I feel like is low. I know sometimes we say that, but listen, Andrew Luck three touchdowns he's in almost back every game to the t- to his top form that I saw in him his first couple years in the league, he, and then he just fought through injury after injury. It's so awesome yes. to see this kid back in the league, free of injuries, yep. and now he has thrown for three or more touchdowns in eight straight games. Yep. 
32 total touchdowns, only 11 interceptions. Miles, this team is great at covering 4-2 and two against the spread in their last six. You know what's really funny? The Jags stunk in their last six games. 0-3-2 oh, against the spread in their last six games. 1-3-1 and one against the spread in their last six home games. And give me what? Cody Kessler for double jeopardy, 10,000. I don't even know. Miles Markowitz, this is a travesty. No Leonard Fournette. No Blake Bortles. Not saying Blake Bortles is any better than Cody Kessler, but you can't even rely on your your, your rock pounder. So now what are you going to do? Rely on Cody Kessler? You're going to rely on Carlos Hyde, who seemingly they don't want to give him the ball. TJ Yeldon. D.D. Westbrook better have a a 300-yard receiving game because he looks like the only person who's involved in that offense recently. It's my max bet of the week. Colts minus five. Max bet of the week, Miles. It's in the show. Guys, I want to give you guys a quick rundown. And this rundown here is we do a Super Dog segment at the end of every single episode during the college football season. It is a point system-based competition between us. And the final results, loser has to eat a triple McFish from McDonald's. The final results are Brad Thomas, 49 points. He had absolutely Zero games, correct, Yes, last week. And Miles needing three points for the tie. It was a miracle. Four points for the win. Miles got Nebraska plus eight and a half at Iowa. They lost 28-31. That is a point. Game-winning field goal. The next game, TCU plus four and a half at Oklahoma State. They not only covered... They won, giving them two points, making it total 49 to 49. Damn. We tied. And we did talk about this here. Uh, I'm okay with carrying it over the next season because I don't think that there is there is a good enough way to break a tie on a dog section. Yeah, especially... It's all about the daily or the, the, the weekly underdog. Yeah, especially when you're talking about uh, conference championship games. Just not even... I, I, I would have picked games and I would have found like, sounded like a buffoon. Just to get those points. Exactly. Like, and I don't want to do that. So, next football season will be here before we know it. Uh, did you like the point system? I thought it was fun. I thought the point system was fun. I think you did a lot better in the point system. Yeah, I did, but... But there were some weeks where I had a couple big big dingers that helped a little bit, too. So, Miles, I'm excited for uh, this next week and the next the next bowl season. Fingers crossed that um, I'll be p- buying a plane ticket to Dallas. We find out on Sunday. Um, I could probably find out on Saturday, to be honest. It's been a great college football regular season. I can't wait to start talking about the bowl games. And the playoff, you know, so. And the playoff. It's going to be that time. Guys, thank you so much for listening to What's the Spread. Be sure to download us on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher or however you download your podcasts. Visit our website at www.whatsthespread.net. We are on Twitter. At what's the spread underscore. You heard that. At what's the spread underscore. Find us on Instagram at what's the spread. Facebook at what's the spread. Thank you guys for being amazing fans. And let's win some money. <laughs>